Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy January 29th. It's Friday. Yay. More importantly, it's it's exciting news day. Welcome to our 500th show of 321 No Kidding. Like, holy cow, right? I'm Bobby the Awesome, and I am your host, and I am tickled pink that... We just hit a huge milestone, in my opinion, and I think if if I actually stuck to my 10-minute rule, it might not have been as oppressive <laughs> as a feat, but to spend all this time with you and in the last year has just been incredible. So thank you so much for sticking with me. I appreciate all you dedicated listeners. I appreciate the fact that... People are reaching out to me and, and letting me know they're listening and 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 talking things, you know, all things gambling with me and relationships. So I appreciate you guys. I really do. It, it gives me the fuel to keep me going on the days I might not feel like getting up and sitting in front of this computer. So big thank you. For today's calendar reading... On January 29th from mom's inspirational calendar. Mom didn't write it. Mom gave it to me, but I have no problem giving her credit every morning. So an obstacle is often a stepping stone. And another foundational principle of how I view things nowadays, it's really, it's really true. The obstacles are what help us learn and grow. I was in a meeting last night. It was a it was a coaching meeting for business, and I, I loved I loved the teaching because part of why I started my other podcast, The Recovering Entrepreneur Show, was because I see so many similarities between, between recovery and between business. And this guy that taught us last night pretty much lit up that concept. Of course, I can't find the piece of paper. I, I filed it this morning, but... He basically taught us the three A's, and I'm going to try to remember them by heart. The first was accept, and he was talking about it in the sense of maybe getting feedback or taking a look at your own business. You know, you got to look around and you got to just accept the fact that something's broken, which is similar to what we do in 12 Steps or in our recovery. The next one, or I'm lying, accept I equated to self-awareness. The next one was, see, I can't do it without my notes. Anyway, I'll abridge it, I guess. You get lucky, you'll get the short version. At any rate, the way I related it was being aware and then identifying the problems and then working on solving the problems. Now, I apply that to my recovery in the way where it's it's self-awareness, being mindful of my shortcomings. And the last A was definitely action, where we do something about it. And I just, I, I love that. And when he was talking about new businesses, he made such a great point. He said, well, new businesses, of course there's going to be these challenges and these, and these problems because everybody's, 
new to the business, right? Like they might have business experience, but if it's a new business, the road hasn't been paved by the people paving it. And it's no different than our recovery. If we've never been in recovery before, there's going to be obstacles and we're not going to know everything. Even if we've been in recovery before, there's going to be obstacles and we're not going to know everything. So this obstacle, turning it into a stepping stone, can be applied to any facet of life, which I think is the beautiful part why I appreciate it so much. So just keep that in mind. Don't get, don't get beat up. Don't go into that perfectionism mode that we chatted about this week when it comes to obstacles. Just take them for the opportunities that they are. You can't change them anyway, right? So you might as well embrace them and turn it into a positive experience that you can give gratitude for. That's my thinking anyway. All right, let's do, oh, we got a long reading today. Here goes, Fernando De, Ro, De, Rojas, De Rojas. I told you I need to learn how to speak Spanish. I totally got to put that on the to-do list. <laughs> when one door closes, Fortune will usually open another. Sometimes, especially in early recovery, we concentrate on our losses instead of our gains. We see a chapter of our life closing, and we mourn. We must leave some friends behind or say goodbye to a social life we enjoyed. We must give up active addiction, which had become our best friend and our only comfort. We may even have to leave our families, at least for a time, in order to concentrate on our own needs. We all need, here we go. (laughs) We need to grieve all these losses. Then we can see more clearly what recovery has brought us. For every loss, we gained blessings. For every friend gone, we have the chance to make many more. A whole new bet-free slash sober life awaits us when we're ready to be part of it. When we give up the false comforts of addiction, we found genuine comfort in sound sleep and healthy bodies, in peaceful days and serene nights. When we were ready to give up anger and resentment, we found generosity and forgiveness towards other people and towards ourselves, too. In recovery, it's true. One door has closed, but another, better door has finally opened. Today, help me be grateful for my new life. Help me grieve my losses so I can appreciate all that awaits me. Oh, yeah. This, this, wow, is mind-blowingly true. And if you look around to folks that have been actively participating in their recovery, you will see this. And if you do the work and are open-minded and process the pain of the loss of the bet, and it is it is a loss to give up your addiction. It just is. I refer to gambling as my first boyfriend, you know, my first love all those years. And it is saying saying goodbye and understanding that there are going to be pieces of life that you can never have back again when you give it up is definitely a process worth mourning. It's okay. I still get a little like, damn, I wish I could play, uh, you know, hold them with the family or go. There's things I wish I could do. And I can't. Like yesterday was 12 years of being friends with, one of my girlfriends from Connecticut on Facebook, 
which means I've been on Facebook for over a decade, which freaking blows my mind. And I remember her prompting me to get on it. And I'm like, I don't need to do this. What's the point? Little did I know. But at any rate, she was one of my people that I would go to bingo with. And it wasn't, I mean, yes, I loved gambling. But it wasn't just about the gambling. We would go and we had, we'd be betting M&Ms, like who got the first number first. You know, like if, if they called a number who had the most on their cards or whatever. We were, but we were enjoying each other's company. We called each other uh, pet names and we had silly little things for the numbers. It was very fun. So yesterday when this thing showed up that we've been friends for 12 years, you know, I put some of our old memories, you know, our old little silly things that only mean something to her and I, which was my way of showing her love and appreciating and respecting our friendship has gone so long. It really wasn't about the gambling. It was about the memories. Well, I can never go to bingo with her again. That's the choice I make in recovery. At least that's where I stand on it in this moment. However, she's still in my life because we're that kind of friend. So you're going to have both is is the moral of the story. And you're not going to lose everyone when you give up gambling I just I wanted to call that out and and I love Jen so and I don't shout her out enough on here but you can't have a new life sometimes with the same people sometimes not I mean she doesn't say hey let's go to the casino to me or let's go play bingo anymore because she respects my recovery now if you have folks that aren't re- respecting your recovery and try to procra- uh, protect Oh, uh, what's that word? Put, wow, I'm drawing a blank. But when someone's trying to um, get you going, you know, if they're not leaving you alone or they're they're putting shit in their your face about your old habits, don't tolerate that. But if you have people that love and care for you, definitely. But the other side of that, the side that the reading's talking about is in recovery, you have a whole new world of opportunity with new friends and people in your lives. And I cannot, I can't even count the number of new, new, and by new I mean the last four years, the, the number of friends and people in my life, new people, that I would have never met had I not been on this journey. Good quality people, people that I love and respect and can, can, say the darkest things to or the truest you know I could speak my truth and and have give and take relationships and enjoy their company and it could be now instead of sitting at a poker table I'm going on a walk and getting some fresh air things that are good for my body and soul and mind anyway and it's such a gift and it's just like the calendar with that you know turn the obstacle into a stepping stone your, your recovery is the same way. If you think about the addiction as the obstacle, it's a stepping stone to get you somewhere. That's how I view it for me and my, my new life. It, it gave me so many opportunities. I'm not sure, like let's say hypothetically, I didn't gamble and I didn't drink as a general person. There's actually people out there, believe it or not, that are like that. <laughs> they've never drank, they've never smoked, they never gambled. And 
if I didn't go on that path, I truly believe I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be passionate about awareness to this level, right? Unless I had a run-in with someone else maybe. But the chances of that are probably pretty slim. But without my whole addiction journey, I would have never... I would have never really seen how supportive some of the people in my life are. I never would have met a a man that I fell in love with on the most craziest level that I didn't even know existed. And even that, right? That was another stepping stone I learned from that. It wasn't an obstacle, but the breakup was an obstacle. (laughs) But so much good came out of it. And it talks about, you know, forgiveness and letting go of the resentment. And that's what I did with him. And now he can be in my life and we can be friends. And and I want to say cordial, but it's not even cordial. Now he's like a recovery buddy. And I don't know that I could have balanced that relationship, right? My attitude, Bobby, the, the Bobby that used to be in relationships when she was gambling and had a lot to hide, was a lot more feisty and a lot more unkind, let's say. You know, like if I was, if I wanted, my attitude would want me to be correct or right. It would want me to win instead of get to resolution. All of that changes. And that's, again, another gift, right? Because I'm never going to have to be in a relationship that isn't balanced and isn't doesn't like light me up inside. And it's the same way I live my life. Would I be traveling? If I was, you know, gambling still, would I have been traveling at Christmas? Would I be taking off next week to just run off to Casey? No, I'd probably be running the grind, still working my nine to five and playing the hamster wheel game of covering the losses and working to make more money, to lose more money, you know, the whole vicious cycle. So we do have an opportunity here. So I don't want to discount the fact that you could and should say goodbye, grieve the addiction. I think in rehab we had to write a letter, say, you know, like we had to write a letter to our addictions. And it was very interesting. I don't want to contaminate your mind, but maybe sit down and write a letter to your gambling addiction See what shows up for you. Say a goodbye letter. Sorry, let me be clear. Say a goodbye letter to your addiction. Write that down and see what comes out. I think you'll be surprised of both how freeing this is on the other side of it, but then also how much comes up for you. You know, like how do you really feel if you said goodbye and you kicked kick gambling to the curb. What is it what does that do for you? And and that's the first part, right? Going back to those three A's that I can't remember exactly verbatim from last night is accepting accepting that you have to say goodbye. That's the whole powerlessness theory in 12 step, right? Like realizing that we can't control it, so we have to say goodbye to it. So I hope that's helpful this morning. I really, I like that reading. I like how there's some crossover between the calendar and the reading. And I hope that you guys have like a super fantastic weekend. It's supposed to be really cold here in the Northeast. It was six degrees when I ran out for my coffee. So uh, I'm not looking forward to these next couple chilly weeks. (laughs) 
Anyway, enjoy your weekend. Do something good. I um, I am going to see two separate friends. I'm going for coffee this afternoon with the lady that does the meditation on Saturday that I've told you about and that's Let Me Lead Meditation that we used to work together. And then I'm going to see another dear friend that I met in 2004. She trained me when I first got to the company that I used to work for. Oh, man. And not only was she my friend, she was like hardcore trainer. She would she wasn't going to graduate me until I figured out how to make a dozen roses look the way a dozen roses should look. And it was not an easy feat back then. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen either of them in quite a while. So coffee, masks, dinner, masks. That's the plan. All right, beautiful people. I hope you see an old friend, talk to someone you love, do something for yourself this weekend. And I will talk to you tomorrow.